Anybody got a praise on their heart they want to lift up to the Lord right now? We thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Oh, come on. Can we lift up a praise to God and give him thanks for what he's done, for what he's doing, and for what he's going to do? We honor you, dear Jesus. Oh, let's take a moment right now and let's, let's push back the power of the enemy. Let's invite heaven down and, and see what God will do. He still inhabits the praises of his people. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. You know what I think we ought to do this morning? Right at your pew. Just, just look around there and say, I'm taking dominion right over here. My pew is where angels are going to reside this morning. Amen. If you come without the Holy Ghost today, you are going to be able to experience this gift. You can leave with the Holy Ghost with evidence by speaking in tongues today. Today's your day for a life change. Anybody believe that? God can do it. My, 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 oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Let's shout unto God. We thank you, Jesus. We honor you, God. Amen, amen. To all of our guests that are here, we're delighted that you've come to be with us and experience this good presence of the Lord that's in this house. Turning in our Bibles to the second book of Samuel, Second book of Samuel, the ninth chapter. Amen. We're going to read a few verses of scripture here this morning as a launching place. And we're just going to deliver our heart and see what God will do in this house. David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was one of the house of Saul, a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. The king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. The king sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Today I've got such a simple, simple thought the simple, simple message for somebody in this house today, and I'm going to simply entitle it, Leaving Lodabar. Leaving Lodabar. Oh, somebody just find two or three people and say, I'm leaving Lodabar. I'm leaving Lodabar. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to be simple, I'm going to be short, and I want the Holy Ghost to have its way in this house. Amen. The Lord bless you, and you may be seated tonight or this morning.
Amen. This morning. It was such a day of historic proportion when Saul and his sons, his three sons, his armor bearer, and all of his men gathered on the battlefield that day in Mount Gilboa. When they were preparing their armament, they had no idea what would befall them that day. But the battle waxed and grew and went sore against Saul and his archers. And in fact, one of the archers drew back and he shot an arrow into the air. And that arrow hit the king. And the king Saul turned to his armor bearer and said, I want you to draw your sword and pierce me through, thrust me through therewith. I don't want it to be said that one of these uncircumcised were the murderer of the great king of Israel and his servant, his armor bearer, would not. And so Saul fell upon his own sword. And when Saul had died, the battle continued to wage on. And that day, not only did Saul meet his evident and eventual death, but his three sons, his armor bearer, all of the men that were fighting with him, that day died together. And the news spread very fast. It went all the way to Jezreel where there was a five-year-old boy by the name of Mephibosheth that was just doing what he normally did under the careful, watchful eye of a nurse. And the news came to his household, the king and your father have passed away. In the tradition of that day, the nurse understood and knew that those men are also going to come for this young prince. And so she gathered him up in her arms and began to run. She was running not only for her life, but she was running for the life of this young five-year-old boy by the name of Mephibosheth. This prince, this son of the king, had to be spared at all costs. But in her haste and in her desire to save his life, she tripped and fell. And when she fell, she she, she, she gathered herself up and got her wits about her and she picked up the prince and began to check and make sure that everything was okay. But Mephibosheth had suffered a very horrible break in both of his feet. No longer was he able to walk like he was able to in days gone by. The, the, the desire and the, the path before him to the palace was completely ruined because the king had died and his father also had died in what looked like an upward trajectory of success in one moment, in one day, was completely changed. And so they make their way to a place called Lodabar. Lodabar. He is supposed to be an heir to the throne, but instead he finds himself. 
in this city called Lodabar. A place where not even sheep go to graze because there's no pasture in Lodabar. A place where there is not even a newspaper that circulates on a daily basis because in Lodabar there is no communication. It's a place of silence, a place of loneliness, a place of dryness, and a place of pain. Mephibosheth, whose name literally means from the mouth of shame, one who was a king's kid, now lived in a place that was quiet and was now dying day by day. He was living in a place where there was not a king or anybody who laid a table before him. There was not a voice that called to come and dine because in Lodabar there was no pasture. Like the prodigal son, Mephibosheth found himself looking for something to satisfy the hunger that was in his soul. But he with fame filled his belly with the things and appetites of Lodabar. And his way of life now reflected the place in which he lived. He was ashamed of where he was living. He was ashamed of what he was doing. Everybody was judging him by the actions that he took, but nobody took the time to understand why it is that Mephibosheth acts the way that he does. He was living in Lodabar. The mechanism that he relied on to save him failed him and he was left in brokenness. Broken physically, broken emotionally, and broken in spirit. Child that had gained sympathy had grown. And the older he got, the less long-suffering there was because everybody around him was busy looking at the outward appearance of this one that was a king's son. It wasn't his fault that his father died. It was not his fault uh, that the king had died in Gilboa. Uh, it was not his fault that his family's name was, uh, was smeared in such a way. Uh, it was not his fault uh, that in the flight and, uh, uh, for his life he was dropped. Uh, it was not his fault uh, that, that, that he was now in a place where there was no one that could help him. Uh, and so he cried out. He cried out, he cried out in this place of brokenness and loneliness and heartache. This morning, I have a simple thought, and I'm, on, I'm already over halfway through. I'm leaving Lodabar. No doubt, and I paint this picture of a young prince. There are many in this house that can identify with the story of this man by the name of Phibosheth. You find yourself in a place that you did never, you never expected you'd be, but here you are anyway. You thought you were headed for the lights and a good place in life, but life dealt you a curveball and it wasn't your fault and it wasn't the fault of, of those, of, of your family or a good raising or an upbringing. But somewhere on the path of life, everything took a left turn. And you two find yourself now living in Lodabar. 
but today you've come to the right place because there is a king that's calling and he's in this house breathing hope and he's breathing life and he's breathing into your spirit. There is hope for you and there is a place that I have prepared for you and a place that I want you to come and live and dwell in my presence and with me. If somebody believes that, that God is still talking, would you clap your hands and lift your voice and thank God for his presence and spirit. It's another ordinary day in the life of Mephibosheth when a distant call came from the place of the king's palace. The king had sent a man by the name of Ziba to come the word that is used in 2 Samuel 9 and 5 is he came to fetch. He came to fetch Mephibosheth. When you look at that word fetch, it's amazing because it literally means to carry away. You see, Mephibosheth was carried into Lodabar, but now the king had sent his servant to carry Mephibosheth out of Lodabar. You might have been carried into brokenness, but the king has sent the servant today to wrap you up in his arms and carry you out of brokenness, to carry you out of your hurt, to carry you out of disappointment. I'm thankful that one day God sent his spirit and his spirit rested on me and literally picked me up out of where I was, out of addiction, out of loneliness, out of my hurt. And I learned one more time I can trust him I can trust the church I can trust this place I love God he carried me out Mephibosheth was carried again and he learned to trust again he learned to put his heart in the hands of God again Again, not knowing the path that would come. He was rescued once from man's place, but the second time he was rescued into a place of the kingdom. So interesting because Jesus looked at one by the name of Nicodemus and he said, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah, you were born into a into a fleshly, a fleshly place. But when you're born again, you're born into a spiritual place. It was Nicodemus that said, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit marvel not that I say unto you you must be born again marvel not that I say unto you honey you need to leave Lodabar somebody clap your hands and say I'm leaving Lodabar I'm leaving Lodabar. I'm leaving Lodabar. Oh, somebody invite the victory of the Holy Ghost in this place. Somebody release it into the atmosphere. God's going to do a work in this house. When you leave Lodabar, you've got to really 
change the way that you think and and do the exact opposite of what Lodabar taught you. When Mephibosheth came in before King David, he bowed himself low and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such as a dead dog as I am? When you come out of Lodabar, you just spend a few moments in the presence of the king, and you're going to find out that Lodabar I will leave you. Hildebar, a place of silence, a place that causes you to internalize the pain. But when you come to the king's house, you clap your hands and you lift your voice and you shout with the voice of triumph. Psalm 47, 1. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph, not the voice of defeat, not the voice of I'm never going to make it out of here, but you say, God, I trust that you're going to carry me out, and I'm going to shout with the voice of triumph. When you're leaving Lodabar, you can't stay silent. When you're leaving Lodabar, you don't shut your mouth, but you open your mouth, and you cry out because you realize your mouth is your safety. They shouted at Jericho and the walls came down. I found something so interesting in Mark, the sixth chapter, in verse number 48. Mark 6 and 48. Jesus had sent his disciples on a boat to cross a river. And wow, and he says here in 48 of Mark 6 that Jesus saw them toiling and rowing. Hallelujah. Boy, I think I'm going to preach here a little while. I'm here to tell you that Jesus sees you toiling and rowing. He sees that the wind, it seems to be contrary to you. It seems like everybody's opinion says you're not going to make it. Everybody says there he goes again. And he's going to be, he's once an addict, always an addict. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus sees you where you are. And the king has sent a word for you leave Lodabar, go carry him out, fetch him out of where he is, carry him out, let's see what I can do in his life. Then it says in Mark 6 and 48 that Jesus would have passed them by. Then you look at verse 49 and it says, but when they saw him, walking upon the sea they cried out hallelujah Jesus sees you and maybe just maybe he wouldn't pass you by but I'm wondering if you can reverse the psychology and the way of Lodabar and make it up in your mind I'm going to cry out to God I'm not going to be silent in my situation and when Jesus sees that you're willing to cry out that's when he stops and says be of good cheer it is I be not afraid Music can come. No pasture. But when he left Lodabar, he found pasture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down and 
green pastures and he leadeth me beside the still waters. Isaiah 49 and 8, thus saith the Lord, they shall feed in my ways and their pasture shall be in all the high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat of sun smite them, for he shall have mercy on them and shall lead them. Even by the springs of water he shall guide them. John 10 and 9, I am the door. By me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and is going to find pasture. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. I'm here to tell you, when you leave Lodabar, you find the good shepherd and every emotional need, every spiritual need he's able to meet. Somebody tell your neighbor, I'm leaving Lodabar. It's amazing because in this place, Jesus does something amazing. He doesn't just focus on the what you have done, but he puts his finger on the why. Hallelujah. 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 When I drive around this city, Bakersfield, when I first came, I noticed there's a problem with homelessness. And I, when I first got here, I did ask myself, I wonder, what happened? What happened to that person? That man used to be a young man who played in his parents' household. What happened to that lady? But as I started studying and reading this this week, I started to ask myself, why are they here? Why are they in this situation? I'm here to tell you today, you may be addicted. You may have come to this house not knowing that there's anything better than Lodabar. And my question is not, what is your problem? But my question is, why are you there? Why are you there? And are you able to open your heart and hear the king's call and allow yourself to be carried out of your why into a wide place? Another thing that happened, Mephibosheth came to the palace. There was restoration because the king said to Zion, I've been holding in accounts everything that belonged to Mephibosheth's family. Everything belonged to them. And I want you to go to that safe, past the third door, past the fourth pillar, turn right, go down that beautiful purple-lined hall, and you're going to see that safe. Open it! And you get the keys to that house. Get the keys to those lands. And you bring them to Mephibosheth. Everything that the devil has stolen from you, God is able to restore. <laughs> That's the beauty of leaving Lodabar! The devil has you convinced that the story's over. 
But when you're in the king's house and you recognize you're a child of the king and you've been a child of the king the whole time, you start walking different. You start viewing things different. And when the silver tray loaded with the goods of the kingdom <laughs> starts coming your way and you recognize that Ziba was instructed by the king. You and your sons are no longer my servant, but you're now to serve Mephibosheth. Hmm. I read it. I read it. Everybody in Ziba's household now belong to Mephibosheth. Hallelujah. You know what? Oh, Holy Ghost, help me, Jesus. There are some folks in this house, when you got money in your life, it broke you. It broke your mindset. It broke your hunger for God. It broke your sensitivity to God. When you got a good career, it broke you. It broke you. It broke you. You lost your way. And you're living in a dry, dry place right now. But you're not going to live there forever. Because when the king calls and the king restores, you find out that the thing that broke you is now the thing that serves you. So I'm, I'm taking a total aside. I'm pausing. I'm here to tell you today that what you need to do is cry out to God and let God restore you. And the things that you once served, allow them to serve you. Everybody, oh my, I, I, let, let's let that sink in right now in Jesus' name. Be restored today in the Holy Ghost. So we stand together this morning. But Mephibosheth, you're not going to pay for your own meals. And you're not going to have to prepare your own table. Because Mephibosheth, you're going to come to my table. And you're going to eat as one of my sons. You're going to be identified as one of those that belong to this castle. It's an amazing thing because not only was there restoration, but when Mephibosheth rolled up to the king's table and he found himself his place, nobody could see the brokenness. Nobody could see the lame feet. But when they looked down the table to pass the rolls, they saw another boy that was just as whole as the others. And that's the beauty of coming to the house of God. If we were to unveil the king's tablecloth today, you wouldn't see nicely suited men and beautifully adorned ladies. You'd see a lot of brokenness. But because we left Lodabar, you see a covering that is amazing and is beautiful. Come unto me, 
all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not just physical rest, but a spiritual rest. If you'll take my yoke upon you and learn of me, I am meek and lowly in heart. And you're going to find rest for your soul. And the spirit and the bride say come. And let him that heareth say come. And let him that is a thirst in a dry land of Lodabar come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Somebody lift your hands right now and say, I'm leaving Lodabar. I mean with a strong voice. Can you say, I'm leaving Lodabar. <laughs> That's it right there. Does anybody want to come pray this morning? Does anybody want to come step out of your pew and, and come to this well and say, I want to leave this place of brokenness. I want God to do a work in my life and in my heart. Let's gather in this morning in Jesus' name.